Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say Target Tofu! Target Tofu! Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. And I'm David Streepy. This week on the show, we'll talk about Mongolian soy curls, mac and cheese, and eat fiery hot pitos. Wow. 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 But that is not the highlight of the day. Whoa. Are you just, you're just going right into it, the guest? I was gonna. So well, normally we, we all, we, I don't know. Normally? Normally. <laughs> that other time. <laughs> I mean, traditionally, how podcasts go, yeah. ones that have guests, they, they soak in each other for a minute okay. or two. Okay, let's then, soak. We'll soak. And then they bring the guest in, and then, and then that's what then the, we're uh, three do. of us soak for a little while, <laughs> yeah. and then we talk about, uh, we don't have to. Let's blaze our own path. What do you want to do? Maybe we should have talked about home. this before we started. We, do you want to talk about the headphones? No. Are you sure? We had a lot of technical difficulties because uh, I lost our extra pair of headphones is what happened. (laughs) The extra pair of headphones are the child's headphones that are like beaten and scratched and... I was going to use them and give you the good headphones. Right, but I just mean you make it sound like we're somewhat like of a professional job. No. Where and also, like, no, it we could just be had to wrestle me the headphones away from our child. Or him that lost the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say? They're probably in the car. It's a 50 50. You think so? It probably. Have you looked in the car? No, I'm not going to look in the car. We finally got it's this. It's all going. the way out there. It's right there. It's all the way wanna... down the driveway mm-hmm. by the gate. Yeah, we live and on such a sprawling property. Yeah. It would take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could probably. <laughs> Get the yard guy to check for us and perhaps the butler. and run it up if we want. Mm-hmm. But nah. Okay. Hey, let's introduce our guest. You're you're dying to. I am. Yeah. So we got a letter a few weeks ago asking about veganism for athletes, and I said that I would get a nutritionist to come talk about that, and we did it. Um, this nutrition. Oh, did so take that. Take take that. Take haters. that. Suggestions. <laughs> we'll do it. We will, and we did do it. Our guest today is Mary Ellen Valverde. Mary Ellen is a licensed nutritionist who empowers vegans to feel confident, creating healthy habits that align with their values and health goals. She helps women who are struggling with finding food to both nourish their bodies and satisfy their taste buds without feeling overwhelmed or restricted. And she has an awesome website, com, and our thing we ate this week is a recipe from that website um yeah hi mary ellen welcome welcome, welcome. thank you i'm so excited i listen every week and i'm so excited to be here with you guys <laughs> oh yay we're excited to have you i feel like i don't get to see you as often since we don't go to new york anymore i know no travel so no fish shows, so no. <laughs> yeah, no I met Mary Ellen in uh, 2017, was it? 
Was it summer twenty seventeen? I know that was like four years, almost four years ago. It was yeah. summer. It was like August. Baker's dozen. Yeah. Well, I was getting, I was leading up to oh, that. Sorry, I was saying that because I figured you would know the exact date. No, I'm being. I, I know the exact date in my head because okay. it was the Thursday between shows three and four of the Baker's Dozen or two and three of the Baker's <laughs> Dozen, so that would place it on August fourth. But uh, I was being a little bit cagey about how etched in my brain these fish concert dates are and specific set lists and stats and all that. I was a little bashful about it. Dave's name is in the index of a so book about being, fish, everyone. Yeah, with like wow. hundreds of people, though, thousands of people. Yeah, but you are one of those people this is because not a fish of podcast. your encyclopedia. It could be. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Our listener has just turned off. Yeah, yeah. We're going to turn off our one listener and potentially our guest. <laughs> she just threw her phone. <laughs> our out one the listener is guesting on this week's episode. Oh no, Mary Ellen's closing her laptop. So. No. <laughs> But yeah, no, we were there. It was we were there for five nights of the thirteen night run, and there was a night off in between, and we got to get together to go out for a great dinner. Yes, and drinks too. And drinks, yeah, yes. so that tasty. Was a fun night. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun night. where did we go for dinner? It was the Mississippi vegan place that we talked about previously. Oh my gosh! Urban. Because you texted me. Yeah, that's yeah. Urban vegan kitchen was it? Yes, uh-huh. urban vegan kitchen. Yeah, so good. Have we talked about it on here? Yeah. No. Mary Ellen, have we talked about it yeah. on here? Oh my God. Yeah, because I texted Becky and I was like, I was there. Yay. It was so good. <laughs> I'm just so present during these records that I don't like remember what we talked about because I'm just fully present. Like I'm fully here right now. I don't remember what happened earlier this week mm-hmm. or what's going to after this happens. I won't remember this. I didn't know that that was a symptom of being present. Well... Maybe it's because I'm just never. Maybe it's because you're not present. Mm-mm. You got to be present. <laughs> Look at the benefits of being present. Yes, the benefits are that you forget about that, a great yeah, dinner. That all it's like a dog. All the dog ever knows is right now. Oh, it's, life is just a series of now. Living in the good. moment. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I don't do <laughs> that, does, but, but I wish. <laughs> nor do I. <laughs> But it it sucks too because dogs cause a lot of problems by their nowness. Like the dog, the dog's head doesn't know where the dog's tail is. Dog eats things that have historically made them throw up. They do it again. Dog steps on my broken toe every day. Doesn't sure. remember that it did it yesterday. Yeah, she does do that. Every he, day. it's Bando. Uh, but Jenna, both Jenna dogs tries. It's both dogs. Yeah. Aww. They just want to be right here, right up against us. (laughs) So, yeah, we did that, and then we went out for drinks. Mm -hmm. Where did we go? That had a tiger in the name. Had a tiger. Oh. There wasn't a tiger there. A live tiger. Not right now. Blind tiger? It says blind tiger on Bleecker Street. Yeah, it it was Bleecker Street. Yeah, we were on Bleecker Street. So, you know. Tiger Bar. Oh, yeah, this is it. I would never remember remember that. It was so crowded. It was crowded. It was, it was crowded. New York City, am I right? <laughs> God, it was like a sardine can, am I right? <laughs> yes, country folk from Atlanta aren't used to crowded yeah. bars. Those tall buildings? We were just looking up the whole time. I'm surprised we didn't get flies up our nose. <laughs> That's what it was like. Yeah, Blind Tiger. Good bar. Fun bar, I it guess. Was a fun bar. I don't know. We couldn't get a table because it was too crowded and we just all stood there. I stood. Yeah. Having good drinks, That's though. That's the city, am I right? Good, good yeah. friends, right? good friends. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. 
right. Good company, though. It was good company. Mm-hmm. And then we haven't we've been able to catch up on previous trips. So this is my first time seeing you since then. Yeah. And it's good to see you. You did. That's my point. Everybody looking good. It's like my Piccadilly story. It's <laughs> my point is it's good to see you. <laughs> How are you doing, Mary Ellen? I'm doing good. Just, yeah. Been hanging. Hanging, you know, yeah. I guess everything house. is the same. <laughs> <laughs> I get to spend a lot more time with my two little Shih Tzus. So that's been nice. Oh. Love them. Yeah. So they're very used to having me home now because I've been working from home and like I can't imagine if I have to go back in. Yeah. They would not like it. We were just talking about that today because we're starting to think about travel that we can't take the dogs on mm-hmm. now that maybe we'll get vaccinated one day. And uh, they're going to be devastated when we take them to the kennel while we're on our way out of town. Yeah. We yeah. have to do like a practice kennel trip in between like the now and the real one so that they remember or one of them in particular remembers that we come back. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to do them both though. Cause I think she'll do better with right. her brother, but it's for the one. Bandit yeah. will Jenna's- just be like, whatever. This is fun too. Yeah. Jenna's our anxiety baby. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Jeez. I have one too. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. We, we did. Matt and I just did that. We dropped the pups off at their puppy sitters for the night. Cause we were hoping to do something like out somewhere with nobody. And then it just didn't work out. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, she was okay, so we'll be all right. Yeah. So sweet. So what? where are you located? You're not in the city. You had to come no. into the city to meet us. Right. I am in New Jersey, right outside New York City. So like, okay. I can see New York from my window, but um, like my like attic window if I, I had to go all the way up there. But I mean, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it still it's takes strange. me like two trains and whatever to get into the city. Two to three sometimes. So do you get to spend most of your time out of the city? Get to. I don't know why I said that, but do you spend most (laughs) of your time out of the city or are you frequently commuting? No, I didn't. No, I used to work in New York City and I just don't anymore. That was just a lot. Um, So no, I work in Hoboken, New Jersey, which has a path right into the city if I need to go in that way. So what are your favorite um, like vegan hotspots around where you live? Uh, well, that's like, the don't, problem. Don't do it in a way that allows us to triangulate your address or anything yeah, no, like, no. <laughs> by putting context clues together. But. My yeah, address you're going to have to give us directions from your home to each location. Each one. Yeah. Right. No, I don't. The problem is there aren't a whole lot of vegan restaurants like in my town. Ta- well, definitely not in my town. But in Jersey City, which is close to me, um, I there is one place. It's called Subia's, which is nice. It has It's all vegan. Um yeah, Bayonne. Oh, am I supposed to say my town? Oh, <laughs> okay. That's totally up to you. It's a peninsula, <laughs> so we're still kind of stuck in, like, you know, so it's like there's one way kind of in and out on like a bridge. So we're kind of stuck in the like old time kind of food still. Like, I'm not really, but like it's taken a little while. So there is one place in our town that I can get. It's not fully vegan, but it has vegan options, which is great. Um, and so then I'll go. We like to travel and go and find new vegan places to eat. So that's one of our things that we do when we're allowed again. (laughs) And that's why I cook a lot as well, just to have, like, I recreate a lot of things that, like, I've had other places or whatever. And what you ate this week, which I won't give it away yet, but (laughs) that was me recreating one of, like, a copycat recipe from, like, a restaurant that I really liked. So 
Oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one. Yeah, me too. So the reason that we have Mary Ellen specifically on the podcast is because we got a letter um, a few weeks ago that I wanted to read again. And um, it was a question that we didn't really have an answer for, but I felt like you would because this seems like just your kind of thing. So this letter comes from Chris and Chris asks, Becky and David and delightful guests. What advice do you have for athletes, especially young athletes who are interested in a vegan lifestyle? What is the best way to gain and maintain muscle mass on a plant-based diet? Hmm. So we're getting right into the serious stuff. Yeah. This is, yeah, I'm not criticizing. I'm saying like, this is not like one of those pools that has like the beach part of it. No, it's not zero entry. Just dive in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This like doesn't even have a ladder. High dive. Yeah. Right to the cliffs. Right off yeah, the exactly. This was like <laughs> it's like going to the quarry. I just pushed her in the water. Jumping off, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. It is a good question, and I thought, who better to answer it than my friend and nutritionist Mary Ellen? Okay, so I'll I'll give you some, and then if you have other questions, if you want me like to kind of go into more detail. But so for the first part, I kind of was thinking about it two different ways. So for the first part, for advice um, for um, like young athletes who are interested in a vegan lifestyle, um, well, first off, I want to say these, I can only kind of talk generally, you know, because they're not one of my clients and I'm not exactly sure how old they are, or, you know, gender and things like that. So it all, everything always depends on those kind of things. But um, I guess just some of my advice would be to make sure um, to stick to incorporating lots of plant-based like whole foods into your diet and then not to overly stress about getting enough protein. Um, It's important. Protein is obviously very important, but it's not like you're not getting enough protein or something. Um, Another thing I was thinking about is the pre and post workout snacks. They're important because we want to fuel our bodies and then also help our bodies with recovery. So, um, for like before a workout, lower glycemic carbs would be best so that it gives you some energy and you want things to help, um, digestion. So you want them to be easy to digest. So not too much fiber or anything. You don't want any GI issues. Like if you're running around or something like that, that's not good. Fruit's a good choice. So, um, it gives you some quick energy because of the fructose. So fresh fruit, maybe a fruit smoothie, um, a uh, fruit-based bar, like a Lara bar, is good before a workout. Um, and then after a workout, it's good to have some carbs and protein within, I would say, around an hour or so, like after your workout finishes. Carbs replace um, the glycogen that you used up when you were working out, and then protein helps us re- repair our muscles. Um, so smoothies with uh, plant-based protein powder or a protein shake would be good. Um a protein bar, some soy yogurt, maybe some peanut butter on some whole wheat or whole grain bread, things like that would be good as like a an after after workout snack. Um, and then later on in the day, be sure to have a well balanced meal with you know your micro your macronutrients like carbs, protein, and a healthy fat. I really like bowls for that kind of thing, so you could have your um, either some beans and tofu for and like maybe some quinoa or brown rice, avocado is a great healthy fat, and then lots of veggies, your colorful veggies for, you know, all your vitamins and nutrients. So that's kind of um, 
with that. And then for gaining and maintaining muscle mass on a plant-based diet, um, I would say to make sure that you're getting enough calories and nutrients when, especially when you're um, younger, because you're still growing, you're still developing. So you want to make sure you have enough of those. So what I do with some of my clients is I talk to them about their BMR, their basal basal metabolic rate. Um, That is the amount of energy, also calories kind of, you you need for your body to get it's basic life-sustaining functions. So it's just your basic, what you need to carry on your life. Um, that's usually based on your gender, age, height, weight, amount of exercise you do every day. You know, so you could, so there's these calculators. And I'll, Becky, I'll send you a link to the one that I use for like younger people for kids. And so the calculator will give you the approximate number of calories that you're going to use each day. So it'll say, are you sedentary or you're, you know, you work out a lot, things like that. And then it'll tell you the number of the calories. So maybe it'll say you need 2000 calories to maintain your current weight. If you want to gain weight and gain some muscle mass, you're going to need to eat some more calories than that. So this is only if you're, you know, if you're really working out, you really want to get a a sense of it. I'm not saying that everybody needs to do this all the time or that's important. I mean, I never did it when I was younger and I didn't eat much meat or anything like that. It's like I played sports every season. So, but this is, it'll give you a good like base kind of thing. And then one other thing I wanted to talk about was um, protein because, you know, it is important. It's the building blocks of just everything. And we need protein, especially as athletes. Um, current research suggests um, your daily protein intake to be 1.3 to 1.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. Um, so that's kind of around what most athletes should be focused on. Um, and I mean, protein isn't hard to get as a vegan. We all know that like beans, legumes, you have all that tofu and tempeh, nuts and seeds have protein, um, grains, especially quinoa. Quinoa has all nine essential amino acids, um, protein powders, vegan meats, um, veggies have lots of protein too. People don't realize like, yeah, there's carbs in there, but it's also protein. And, you know, I tell people to have some snacks, like, I mean, hummus, protein, peanut butter, nuts and seeds or nuts and seed butters with veggies, yogurts, things like that. Um, so yeah, so that's how you would kind of maintain and, and, or gain a little more weight. Um, I know that was a lot. I hope people can fall asleep. <laughs> but I just wanted to get it all out there because no, that was great. Okay. It feels very like common sense and doable too. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I'm trying to reconcile it with my own bad practices. Yeah, I was picturing out. what we eat. And, well, I wasn't going there but <laughs> specifically. <laughs> but I was talking more like so I run when my foot's not broken, I I run. And I'll run like four miles a day on like a normal day. And then on the weekend, I'll do a longer run. It'll be like probably around 10 or so, like 8 to 12, depending on um, all the factors like weather and time of day and all that stuff. But so you're saying that for my longer runs, let's forget about my my four mile runs, because those are just kind of like I squeeze them in when I can. It's not like part of a like prepared routine right. you know like, like a i run out the regimen. door if i have enough time to to do the run and get back in time for, for work but for the longer ones my typical routine is to wake up 
drink like business water, which, mm-hmm. sorry, business water we call is when you just like chug water to like, you're not drinking it to enjoy it or to be refreshed oh, right. or anything like that. You're <laughs> drinking it to hydrate. And so we get like big glasses. Yeah. Like chugging a pint chug of water. Them. That's the business water. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed tell- talking about this to somebody <laughs> who like is professional. Yeah. But uh, so I drink that. Then I wait to have to, sorry, go to the bathroom and then I'll go out on the run and I'll do the run unbroken. I'll bring like half water, half Gatorade and a water bottle for me. And I'll just kind of drink that during yeah. the run. Then I'll get like probably one stomach ache. Sometimes it'll be like a stomach ache that's like just like a tiny cramp. Sometimes it'll be like a stomach ache that's like, wow, this is a real mistake. And I'm four miles away from my house. Like This <laughs> oh, is no. a nightmare. But then 15 seconds, every I have to tell myself, this is going to go away in 15 seconds. And it does. It goes away in 15 seconds and then smooth sailing until I get back. Then I get back and it's like a quick shower. And I instantly make like a bowl of just like the heaviest stuff. Watching okay. my language. Yeah. Um, it'd be like grits and potatoes and yeah. like, and this is probably within like 20 minutes of finishing my run. Unless I've made a casserole, that, in which case it's Yes, immediate. that has happened before. Yeah. And that was like, I got back one time from a 10 mile run and the house smelled wonderful to somebody who had not just finished a 10 mile run. And Becky was waiting at the door with just the most eager look on her face. It was like, I made a casserole. It's a tofu scramble with tater tots on top. And and I was just like, can I please cool down a minute? But yeah. So like I, I, I basically I starve myself before the run because I don't want anything sitting in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And then I make up for that by overindulging after my run and not really waiting for like a cool down period. Um, so let's talk about that last part of it. Cause I feel like I'm hearing you say, Hey, eat a fruit bar before the run. And I'm like, I could do that. I could probably work that into it, you know? Yeah. But after the run, like, is there a cool down period? You mentioned an hour. Oh, well, some people don't, uh, it's more that some people don't eat for oh, like gotcha. a while. So you really should in that one hour, sometimes people say half hour, but you know, within that period, you should have those kind of nutrients to, help you okay. it's not like you if you eat a whole meal well you're still getting the nutrients but it's more that like eat <laughs> yeah don't not eat for a couple of hours after gotcha. it. you need that like those okay. nutrients to help so, so i was yeah. looking at it for like and i get obsessive right. about this stuff like i like if you tell me the clock is ticking from the time i get and i have to wait x amount of time like i love prescriptive stuff like oh that yeah no to, to <laughs> like dial in a routine yeah but I think – so I was coming at it from that direction, right. but coming at it from the other direction of like, no, eat. Like this eat. is Yeah, eat This is meant good. to counteract somebody who does not eat after a workout. Right. I love this it's, excuse to buy lots of Lara bars and keep them in the house. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of a, a subtextual ad for Lara bars. Oh, yeah. I was just trying to think of some that aren't like highly processed with like extra sugars and, you know, like – they're sweet with dates and, and fruit and stuff like that. So that's why I was trying to think of that. Um, yeah. Dave's face so. lit up when you said Lara Bars. Oh, I was okay, thinking good. of smoothies. She said fresh fruit. Oh, and I was fruit. like, oh, I can like, finally eat those bananas. Yeah. They have a use for yeah, those bananas I mean, we buy. <laughs> we do just buy them with no plan. <laughs> we buy them and we don't. This is like the most tired banana like take in the world, especially probably in quarantine. But it's like we buy the bananas 
and then we never eat them and they like wilt and die on the hook and then we're like this is foolish we're not gonna get bananas and then we go a week without bananas we're like where are the bananas it's true i want to eat the bananas get put the bananas on the shopping list and then we just go back to the first week yeah yeah bananas are always on our shopping list we get i can't we eat I don't know how many bananas a day, like a day, Matt and I. You, <laughs> like, oh, so you eat them? Oh, we eat bananas. Yeah. yeah what do they taste like? <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of, yeah. No, I mean, we can't, like, yeah, I get, I have them in my smoothies a lot and then my baked oatmeal and, you know. That's what I need to do is bananas for a run. I love a banana and peanut butter for a yeah, snack. Yeah, you do. There you go. And that's, like I mean, that's a carb and a protein there, like after a run. If I'm trying to, I was trying to kind of think of things for like a student athlete or, you know, I'm not sure how old that person is, but um, I remember after basketball practice, I would, you know, it was meetings and then something else and I wasn't eating. So this way, at least you have a snack after it and, you know, you get something in you. Um, Yeah. So I was kind of trying to think about that. That makes sense. Yeah. When I was in school, it was coffee was my supplement. And then I wouldn't get like meals until like late in the day or like, it would be if if it was in the middle of the day, it was because my body was like screaming for food, like, and the coffee was only making that worse. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it'll. You do just that. have like that pain in the bottom of your stomach that's just like you did this to yourself. Yeah, you're continuing to do it to yourself by not eating. You know, and then I'd try to snack snack it away and pack snack, and then I was just snacking all day long, and that's not great either for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. um. Something else stuck out to me, and I've heard this a few other times. It was funny because I was going to ask about the tired, uh, where do you get your protein take? But you've like definitely got in front of that. Yeah. Um, I heard you guys talk about this before. Oh, yeah. You know, and I was like, I agree. I mean, protein's important. It, 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 right. it is. I mean, we need it. But, it, yeah. I mean, it's not like, like okay. In the in kind of your your quick list of of protein sources, made a lot of sense. And then you said something, and this still made sense. But I had a question about like the nuts and seeds part mm-hmm. because I can I can visualize a portion of beans. I can visualize like a portion of tofu, obviously, or like vegan meats or something like that. But when we talk about like nuts and seeds as a protein source, and typically nuts are kind of like a garnish on a salad, like seeds mm-hmm. are too. Like they're sprinkled. They're not really looked at as like a portion or what's the right for like like a standalone snack or not even like a standalone snack like if i have a like a protein in three one of those three isn't a pile of nuts or seeds or anything like that you know Uh, so when it comes to like amount of some of those to kind of count count as a source of protein or ticking a box of protein in a meal like is there any sort of directional like yeah. Sense. So like a serving would be about an ounce, ounce and a half, I guess, depending like a handful, like it depends on how big you are. Like everything's relative to how, if you're younger or older, or like your size. So I usually do like a little handful. So whatever fits in your hand is probably about what you need. Like, so Brazil nuts are like, you know, huge. <laughs> so you're yeah. only going to get like two, like two or three, I think is a serving. <laughs> I can't remember. Good for your selenium. Um, but so, and then almonds, you get more kind of, so that's kind of how I like say what a serving is. And 
the hand grows as you grow. That's, so yeah, it's right. like your container <laughs> is growing with you. Yeah. Right, right. Just That's why I like the hand the obvious, situation. Because like a little kid, yeah. you, they shouldn't eat as yeah, much. Little hands, as little cute hands. Yeah. If you ask our little kid, he would tell you that a serving of cashews is a full cup. He's about to run. Hey, those I are do good. hear his running feet out there. <laughs> Yeah, no, he gets like, and it's not like a measuring cup. It's like a no, it's like a drinking it's like a cup, cup, like a, cup. <laughs> like a kids' then, juice cup. And cashews are expensive, not the cheaper yeah. <laughs> on, on the nut spectrum. Yeah. We They're were not, going through cashews at a rate that was not sustainable. Yeah, it was not sustainable. Like, do you <laughs> want some nut, peanuts? They're cheaper. <laughs> he doesn't like peanuts. Oh, yeah, we did try that. Well, there was a, a golden period when he did like peanuts, and now he doesn't. I don't like peanuts. He might come back. I hope I'm so. Down. I'm a pistachio He does like guy. a spoonful of peanut butter. We were on that train for a while. Yeah. What's your favorite nut? Probably cashews. Cashews. Wait, is money not an object? Money? It's like if I could just what? have- What? Like, well, money is a nut? No, saying, cost of nut. So if the cost of nut is not an op- is not- If I'm the gonna, cost I'm of gonna nut do this is again. nut- <laughs> applicable if the cost of nut is nut applicable right. then maybe pine nuts but in in life when pine nuts are out of range then can, cashews can you buy pine nuts yeah don't look at me what? like that please <laughs> yes what do you mean i've never seen pine nuts in a nut section at a nut store grocery store <laughs> they come in smaller like smaller bags i only know they're be- so expensive. yeah they're, and yeah for like Pesto. That's why I usually get them. They're so buttery. But, I use cashews in our pesto because they're almost as buttery, but much cheaper. But do people snack on pine nuts? Uh, rich people. Right. Let's, if let, I, let's we, get we, off of that. Is that a thing, though? I don't know. I would. They're okay, like but that's like saying if I was rich, I'd take a rocket to work. Like I'd do that, too. Oh, but, but where? I work yeah, here. you take a rocket to here? <laughs> yeah. Just from the bedroom to here. <laughs> but... Do the rich snack on pine nuts? I don't know. Oh, Could for... the rich snack on pine nuts? Are they made available in the same way that pistachios are available? Because I think of pistachios as the rich nut. <laughs> they are expensive. They are. Because you're are. paying for the shells, too. Like are weight, you? Weight-wise. Or you pay is... for the de-shelling, maybe. Mm. Or, yeah, because they are hard to de-shell. That's mm. money well spent. Yeah. Because I cut my fingers on those on those shells. And they're never split enough for this guy. I need to sometimes if you gotta get a third tool, a third party tool to get in there and what are you looking at? Kadri, I think it was Kadri on Instagram posted a tip about this. Yeah. Once you split that first pistachio, save the shell and you can use it as your tool to pry open the tricky ones that you can't get your fingernail in. That's smart. Isn't it smart? You just stick it in and twist it and it opens right up. She she showed a video. Do you think she showed a video? She made a video. I think think it was Kadri. Kadri, if this was was you, get at us. I think it was Kadri. (laughs) Do you think that one, like in your situation, again, I'm trying to be prescriptive about this and turn it into a so I guess I wasn't thinking necessarily about snacking. I was thinking about just overall. Like I would put pine nuts on like every salad we make if budget were not an issue. Are you going to let me finish my question about the pistachio Now shells? I will. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that the – you said 
Take the shell from the first one that you cracked, mm-hmm. which I'm going to ignore the fact that you have to go and search for the easiest one to crack open to make this happen, to start this. Let's say that that's doable across the board. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It just takes a little work. So yeah. there's a little bit of a lift there. The Kadri probably doesn't talk about in the video. Ooh. But it's just a burn little... on Kadri. No, it's not a burn on Kadri. I'm just wow. saying. <laughs> Kadri's going to talk about how like great this recommendation is. And it is a great recommendation. I'm not trying to dig that. What I'm trying to get at is, okay, so you've gone and you've found the pistachio that's easiest to open, and you've opened it, and you've had that first pistachio, and you've got the half of the shell that you're ready to use as your tool. Mm -hmm. Are we on the same page with that? How long do you think that one shell lasts as the tool? Do you think you could make it through your entire portion using that? Or do you think mm-hmm. that it will break and degrade and that you need to have a second one? I know where you could get a second one easily. <laughs> but do you think that you would need to have a second one in the hopper for to swap out? Do you think that the shell dulls or cracks or breaks or gets uh, brittle? <laughs> I think we're going to have to have Kadri back on. <laughs> for this should be expert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I lost the. It's talking. Sorry, it's talking Tony's. Um, this is a segment that we do where I'll highlight a news item from the week or from the recent. Past and this week is no different. This one is from Veg News, so site A. Um, <laughs> this one is from March 18th, 2021, so pretty recent for us. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm gonna say this is US based, but it's more of a global thing, okay. you know. Awesome, oh, you do want to hear what it is? I'm yeah. on the edge of my seat. All right, well, well, I'll tell you. This one it relates to you a little bit too, so. Uh, let's see if you can pick out the thing that made me think of you when I saw this headline. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the headline? Never been more ready. Okay. So from Veg News, March 18th, 2021. Vegan TikTok videos have been viewed more than 8 billion times. Mm-hmm. 8 billion times. What is that face? <laughs> How many of those views, I wonder, were people just dropping meat icons in the comments? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's celebrate. Eight billion is a big number. It is a big number. And it, it enables headlines like vegan TikTok videos have been viewed more than eight billion times. What does the body of that article say? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just interested in like... You know we... how this segment goes. Where do we go from that headline? going to do that. <laughs> All right, subheadline from Lizzo's vegan takes on McDonald's chicken sandwiches to Tabitha Brown's viral vegan carrot bacon recipe. TikTok's vegan videos have been viewed more than 8 billion times. Would you like me to continue? Yeah. Okay. Anna Starostinetskaya. I think I got better that time. I think um, I butchered it last time. It's still not good. Um, I'm going to just read what you wrote, Anna. So. I hope that's good. That's fine. Is that polite to do or is that rude to do? I link the article in the show notes. You should. And I link it in the blog post. I mean, I do that every time. You should do that. So, Can I recommend that you start doing that starting with this episode for Anna? (laughs) 
Vegan videos have been viewed 8.1 billion times on TikTok, according to a new analysis conducted by United Kingdom vegan gum company Choosy. Choosy. Mm, that's that sweet. Good. It's cute. It's cute. Uh, given the rise of vegan mentions on social media, the company was inspired to analyze trending vegan hashtags on TikTok, which currently has approximately 1 billion users worldwide. Videos tagged with hashtag vegan, viewed 8.1 billion times. Hashtag vegan recipe and hashtag vegan recipes had a combined total of 939 million views, and hashtag vegan food amassed 690.8 million views. 50 most popular vegan foods and found, oh, sorry, Choosy compiled a list of the 50 most popular vegan foods and found that hashtag vegan cheese, hashtag vegan chicken, and hashtag vegan ice cream pulled in 20.1 million, 16.6 million, and 13.3 million views, respectively. Whew, that's a lot of data. That is a lot of data. A lot of numbers to crunch there. And I'll just say, I'll stop plagiarizing the article by reading it live. And I will say that we have said several times that cheese and ice cream have arrived in the vegan world, like in the past like five years. And I think that that's like the chicken, whatever. Like, even though you've got your take about. I stand by Mega that patty. take. I still, I, I agree with you, Becky, with the, the chicken. I'm still waiting. Yeah. yeah. I think we've come, I think we've come a ways, but there hasn't been the innovation that's been there with the cheese and the ice cream. Like, yeah, we're definitely. still at the same level of acceptable chicken substitutes that we were at like 10 years ago. I feel like Gardein came out and that was game changing and we're just still there. Yeah. We're waiting. Like, Yeah. Yeah. We're waiting for people at Impossible to realize that factory farming chickens is bad too. So, hey, ch- hey people at Impossible, <laughs> factory <laughs> farming chickens. Is I bad told too. you, though, it's one guy who's working on burgers and you want him to stop his burger work and work on the chicken sandwich instead? Yes. I'm like, continue the burger work. We got a little bit more work. You're so close. You're so close. Mary Ellen's face. Oh, now, you can what disagree is, with Dave. That's the bedrock of this. The only <laughs> reason is because I never really liked burgers to begin with. Uh, so I was I was like a chicken sandwich, chicken nuggets kind of gal, you know. Oh man, back in the day, yeah. And so that's why, like, so the people yeah. who didn't like burgers, like, I never ate a meatball, like things like that. Yeah, I need my chicken replacement sometimes. Yeah, no, that's legit. That's that's a good. That's a fair point. I think, like. My gripe about the way that the burgers got to where they are is, and I get why they did this, but it went in such a fast food direction. Like Beyond did kind of its own thing and Beyond made a burger, but Beyond wasn't trying to make like an imitation hamburger patty. They were trying to make a veggie burger that was a little bit more than like your traditional veggie burger patty. And I think they nailed that. But I they, disagree. I think they were trying to make a meat tasting burger do you think that the replication of a beyond burger is the same as like the impossible whoppers version of the whopper like there's not a burger that tastes like the beyond burger maybe it's been a while since you've had meat it has (laughs) (laughs) it has (laughs) but it's it's beyond beyond has a more burger forward taste that a lot of veggie patties do because those are all like black bean burgers that kind of carry their own expectation of flavor with it but a beyond burger doesn't taste anything like a meat burger i feel like it is like previous to beyond burgers like 
I would say that Boca burgers were maybe our meatiest yep. option. Can you think of anything else meatier than that? Maybe Gardein. I don't. I'm try, I can't remember when Gardein came out with their yeah beefy burger that I can't think of the name of. I, there's a handful of those beefy like veggie burger. It just but felt I, like beyond, beyond to me though tastes beefier. Yeah, it has more of the like. I feel like a Boca burger is a patty that has is flavored to give you the vague idea of meat. Whereas right. to me, a Beyond burger tastes like, I don't know, like shreds of, it, it tastes yeah. like meat to me. I think it's a little bit closer to a burger experience, like a meat eater's burger experience. But I wouldn't compare it to a, like a, like a garden burger. That's, they're totally different. I think sport. it's a severely leveled up garden burger. In terms of the flavor is different, the texture is different, but it is still, it's not trying to imitate meat. Hmm. It is still trying to be kind of like its own flavor. Okay. But you feel like that Impossible Impossible Burger, is trying to replace that Whopper patty. They and they're succeeding at it. They're, <laughs> I think they're succeeding at it. But I want that cookout burger, the the homemade like thick burger that... Like is like a hockey puck that you're putting like fresh lettuce on and all of that stuff. Like I want that experience. And I think Impossible Ground could maybe get there. But that's where I think the burger has to go is to like get out of the fast food territory and get more of a standardized way to make like a gourmet burger, which is what I think Beyond does. It just isn't replacing like it's not going for the taste and experience of a meat burger. They're going for a gourmet veggie burger. That is like a leveled up flavor. Toeheads, get at us. I want to know what other people think. Because I haven't had a burger, like a cow burger, right. in so long. Yeah. But to me, I, I think you're wrong. But but, I, but we're saying the same thing. That's what's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying, yeah. yeah. Mary Ellen? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll step in here. Yeah, um, you. <laughs> Please do. I I guess I, sorry, Dave. I kind of agree more with Becky. because, but, And again, I don't eat these, though. So I'm just going to say that right out. I thought that Beyond was trying to be that. That's what I thought. Again, I don't, I've not tasted it. So I don't know, but I thought it was supposed to be that upper level kind of like impossible. I can see where you're going though, from what I've seen and what people do with the impossible burgers that it is like up level, but for the veggie burgers, like those other things to me, I thought beyond was kind of more trying to be meaty. meaty. Yeah. I feel like from a marketing perspective too, they're trying to market it as a replacement for For actual meat instead of meat eaters, not for vegans. I agree. Yeah. I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. Oh. Oh. I'm saying that they're not saying that it tastes like ground beef. I think they are saying that. Tr- that's what I thought they were trying to say, too. That they, they well, were trying to say it. Too. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's my so, Okay, so there you go. So that's where it is. Well, that could be true. <laughs> right. I think that they do a really good job of doing what veggie burgers have tried to do for decades, which is provide like a gourmet, like provide the burger experience that restaurants are offering everybody else to, to people who don't eat meat. And I think that all the steps that they take are to kind of identify it more closely with those burgers. But when it comes down to this tastes like those burgers, I think that's where maybe I disagree that I don't think they're saying that. 
I think they're saying this is the burger experience that I could be completely wrong, but I think they're saying this is the burger experience that others are getting in these gourmet settings. Mm -hmm. Whereas impossible is like, you like the way that burger tastes. Here's a way that that tastes that has no animals in it. And they're kind of lowbrowing it. Lowbrowing is a tacky way to put it, but they're going like in a fast food like they're they're gaining their um, fame because they're doing it with these fast food uh, executions. Yeah. But they also have kind of a gourmet layer just kind of behind it. But it's still just that thin little patty, and it's like I need more out of that. I'm gonna look up a Beyond ad right now, and the first thing they're gonna be like is like, "This tastes just like meat." <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be in my face. We'll wait patiently for that. Oh, that was talking Tony. I will say, though, Beyond Sausages do replicate the flavor of sausage to me. Yeah. So mission accomplished there. Ooh, they got Beyond Meatballs, too. Oh, I knew that. Never mind. This is going to turn into a big Beyond ad as I roll through. Yeah. We do love Beyond Sausages. They're the best. Beyond That's another. Burger. I never had the sausages because I never ate sausages before. Oh man, I was Those so picky as a as a kid growing up or whatever. I just eat pasta all the time, and um, yeah. And now, like, I got pickier because people are like, "What do you eat now?" Because now you're vegan or whatever. I'm like, actually, my palate has expanded. I just don't eat, you know, eat more stuff, but just not the animal kind. Yeah, I feel like going vegan does like unlock this whole world of food because you're just as you're trying to add diversity back to your plate, you know, because you're eliminating a whole food group. Or I guess you're not really eliminating a food group, but that's how people think of it. Yeah. yeah. You're just seasoning different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You learn You're removing like five things out of your diet and just seasoning other stuff the same way that you would have seasoned those five things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not just going to disagree with everything that you say from now on. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm not disagreeing with you here. I'm like, because I think freeing yourself of that, oh God, I need a chicken protein in this meal or something like that, like does for you up to consider everything as a contender for that slot on your menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than just needing one of those five things. And the argument is about what seasoning you're putting on one of those five things, you know? Yeah. And I think you're also like reimagining your plate a little bit and that kind of, you're sort of forced to relearn how to cook. And when you're, you know, you can't learn a skill without picking up some new stuff, maybe yeah. finding some new ingredients that you enjoy. Yeah. Are you ready for what Beyond Burgers lied about burgers? Is? Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Especially based just on the look on your face. <laughs> uh, it's still arguable. Mm-hmm. A burger with taste so rich and texture so meaty, you won't believe it's made from plants. So the texture so meaty. Mm-hmm. I get it. They're they're threading the needle pretty finely here, too. Because they're <laughs> not saying it tastes like meat. What do they say about the taste? A taste so rich. Arguable. Arguable. What doesn't have a rich taste? Ice cream tastes rich. Yeah. So they're and saying the texture it's- so meaty. So they're going for the texture, mm-hmm. which I think is in line with what the gourmet burgers have that fast food burgers are missing is texture. Mm-hmm. But they're not making any claims about the flavor. Whereas Impossible's whole thing is like 
We taste like it. Is that their tagline? Impossible. We taste like it. Our whole thing is that we taste like it is what they're, yeah. (laughs) Don't look it up. It is their tagline. Yep. 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 Well, that concludes talking toe news. Should we? (laughs) (laughs) Four hours into the record. We are like an hour in. Should we talk about what we ate this week? Yeah. Let's do it. This week, because we were having Mary Ellen on and she is a food blogger like me, we each made a recipe off of each other's sites to talk about. Yes. And the recipe we made was her Mongolian soy curls. If yeah. you're new to soy curls, they are, I think they only come from one company, right? From Butler, Butler Foods? Butler is the only one I know of right now. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. I think it's their thing. Patented. You can get them on Amazon wow. or you can order them directly from Butler Foods. And they're dehydrated. So pieces just let's how would you describe yeah. them they're slowly cooked and then processed into strands and then they're dried slowly at a low temperature before being processed oh so they're like dehydrated yeah they're dehydrated i think yeah and then you add water or broth or whatever to like rehydrate them and yeah make them so fabulous. you take <laughs> like the one bag has like eight servings so your recipe used half the bag and you soak them in hot water. And then you like, after they've reconstituted, you kind of wring them out. Cause like, they'll, yeah. Like a sponge. Like you put them in the colander and you just squeeze them squeeze and that. extra water to so the excess water will come out, but they're still like rehydrated. Cause you don't want them to be, you did that to the food that I ate. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> washed my to. hands. <laughs> you have to. Did you know that I touch the food as I prepare it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can either bake them like this recipe or you can fry them or steam them. I almost did them in the air fryer and then I was like, no, must follow the recipe because this is Mary Ellen's recipe. <laughs> but I do have a recipe, my buffalo my buffalo soy curls. I put them in the air fryer. So check that out. You like those. Those are Ooh, I will. Fabulous. We have half a bag left. Oh, like do the buffalo. buffalo I want to make this again. Sorry, oh. I'm giving away my how I feel about this. Dave, oh. how'd you like them? <laughs> I loved them. I thought the texture was really good. I thought, I'm not a sauce guy. I don't know if I've said that on this podcast before. I think you have. But I thought the sauce was great. Yeah, that sauce was awesome. I think that it was the way that you prepared it, Becky, really set it over the edge. Of The broccoli was very crisp, and the rice was very, um, like, side portion-y, like... It was not served on top of rice. It was served with rice on the side, which preserved kind of the rice's texture and let me sauce into the rice as much as I wanted to. But like, like to be able to have that as like a palate cleanser from the curls and the sauce and to have the snap of the broccoli was a delight. It was my meal of the week. Really? It was my meal of the week. Wow. Yeah. So hats off to both of you. I was actually skeptical as I was making this because you <laughs> you have them just spritzed with oil and then you bake them. Yeah. Um, and I, whenever I've prepared soy curls in the past, I cook them in the sauce. And I was like, aren't they going to get so dry? No. They were amazing. They were tender, but like they got a little bit of crispy edges from being baked. And then you toss them in the sauce so they're not dry because the sauce takes care of that problem. And I thought the texture was incredible. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, because I tried them before just making them a sauce, and I guess you can 
but baking them or doing them before putting them in the sauce does give them a little crispy, like a better texture kind of, I would say. I thought they were meaty. Yeah. I feel like you've made soy crust before and I wasn't wild about whatever that was. It wasn't yeah. a dig on you, but I think it was, it takes something like this to yeah. really let them shine. Let... Well, they were, I think they were barbecue and you don't love barbecue sauce. Well, yeah, because paprika upsets my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I didn't want to talk about that. Oh. But then you did. Yeah. I didn't want to leave the listeners guessing what it is (laughs) I don't like about barbecue. I like all the other stuff. Oh. Well, that's good to know. Paprika, yeah. Yeah, you really... I was thinking, could I make you a paprika-free barbecue sauce? But I don't... I don't know. I bet you could. Hey, Toeheads. Yeah. Toehead. (laughs) Hey, Mary Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) I say try it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try it. Okay. I have a, a date barbecue sauce like that uses dates as the base oh but uh, okay and i'm I'm looking forward to trying it (laughs) (laughs) you don't want me to try to make it healthy i'll try and make it not healthy you got it i don't care if it's healthy or not i'm just not wild about dates i know but i'm not allergic to dates or i guess i'm not allergic to paprika i have like a sensitivity to it Mm -hmm. i'm sensitive to it yeah do you have yeah, anything dates, else you want to say are... about this? Oh, sorry. You're, go on no, about dates. No, I just want to talk about foods I don't like. Hold on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very sweet. That's all. Nature's candy. Yeah, okay. But that means it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like sweet for... barbecue stuff. Okay. I like vinegary barbecue stuff. Well, I think that like a vinegar-based barbecue sauce might not have, like a mustard barbecue might not have paprika. Great. Problem solved. Why are we going all the way around the block to end up like next door to where we started? <laughs> I like a sweet barbecue sauce is why, but I can look up, I'll look at some mustard-based ones and see if they have I love paprika. mustard. You know that about me. I do. I'm Mr. Mustard. Yeah, that's you. You call me that. <laughs> when you made... Uh, the wings last night, late at night, is our late night snack. You brought it out on a plate with a dollop of mustard on the side. And yeah. you're like, here you go, Mr. Mustard. That's what I said. And I was like, thank you for using my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they so were Mary, the same yep. drumsticks. They were. Yeah. Yeah. We got a whole different brand of drumsticks to try because, as you know, we're on a, a drumstick journey right now. Mm-hmm. Whole different brand, different packaging, completely different company. They're the, they're the exact same. Like, they came from the same place. I was going to say, they got the same company made them, and they just packaged them differently. I don't know why I was so resistant to the idea that they were the same. I I, just wanted them to be different so bad. As soon as I opened the box and saw that clump of drumsticks, I was like, oh, these are the same drumsticks. And they had the same sugar cane The sugar cane. I don't know why I'm sticking up my pinky. Because that's about the size. That's the sticks that... Like the drumstick goes around a uh, sugar little cane? sugar stain, little sugar sugar stain, sugar cane bone. Mm-hmm. The sugar cane's yeah. the bone. The um, ones that we like have dowel, little wooden you know, dowel. Yes, <laughs> you know, like this. Exactly my, like this. <laughs> my favorite, um, um, what are they? Wings, I guess, vegan wings or whatever. I think it's Red Bamboo in New York City. Have a little dowel. They're so good. When you come up for your fish show, yeah, I'll take you there. So what did you eat this week, Mary Ellen? I ate your new, I don't, is it on your site yet? Or I'm pre? You I'm are, pre- you were like a tester because the recipe is coming out on the 18th. <gasps> oh my goodness. Okay. So I pre, I 
I'm a tester, and we <laughs> ate your um, vegan mac and cheese with the homemade oat milk, which was oh, really yeah. good. I really like that. That was different because I haven't had a homemade, like, you know, I usually make the ones I have some on my site too, like with the cashews and stuff like that, but I haven't had ones with like an homemade oat milk or homemade kind of milk kind of thing. So I thought that was really cool. And it made it very silky, I felt like, and smooth. I really liked it. Matt liked it too. We had leftovers and then we enjoyed it again, like later on. And nice. um, Matt was like, I almost, can I say, Matt said, can I almost say that I liked it even better as a leftovers? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, you praise. can. That's actually, he thought it might be bad for, for a food blogger. And I'm like, no, Becky will still, I mean, I wouldn't care. Somebody's like, oh, it <laughs> no. tastes good. Just as good heated up i mean becky likes leftovers anyway right you talk about that so like it was yeah it was very smooth and it was great coming out of the oven it was like baked and just creamy and stuff so i loved it i don't you guys are so much better at talking about flavors and foods and textures and everything (laughs) on your show because i'm like how did they even i'm like i like it or i don't like it or something like that i'm like <laughs> how am i gonna do that segment but um yeah but we say thumbs up great well, job oh and i didn't tell you i also made your nucci is it nucci um tofu in the air fryer the new oh, nutritional yeah, yeah. yeast one so i had that on the side too whoa yeah what a cheesy bowl yeah it was a whoa. cheesy bowl of goodness so yes <laughs> that's awesome loved it what kind of pasta did you use we used um shells Banza, nice. okay. chick, chickpea, like yeah. Banza, because I, I mostly gluten free. Um, so we got the Banza one and Matlow's, his shells, and the because the sauce goes in the shells and it's yep. like it's like a little bowl of cheesiness <laughs> into your mouth, like tiny bowls, <laughs> tiny bowls of a bowl of mac and cheese. It's like so the, uh, yeah, what's the fractal? Who's the guy who did fractal? Oh my god, the guy who did fractal. I know. Franktel? Franktel. No. That's him. Mandelbaum? Mandelbrot. Mandelbrot. That guy. Mandelbaum. <laughs> anyway, a bowl holding shells. A bowl full of tiny That are bowl. acting as bowls. It's a fractal idea. Just like Mandelbrot. The cheese, mac and cheese fractal. Mandelbrot would have wanted it that way. <laughs> He would have. It's true. I'm going to shoot this recipe, and I had to specially get elbows. I never make mac and cheese Ah, with macaroni. ah, (laughs) I got some elbows last night. I always use penne. and Actually, I made it last night uh, for dinner for um, me and the kid. And as you maybe know, Dave doesn't want to eat mac and cheese anymore, although you're going to have to this week because I'm shooting the recipe, and I can't pull any out. For you. Okay. But what I've been doing is like scooping out a bowlful for him and then putting the rest into the cheese sauce. But I forgot to do that until the mac and cheese was already in the oven. So I had to real quick make some. And I decided since I had this box of elbows to make elbows for Dave. Yeah. So I had this huge bowl of elbow. It was like it was, it was like lot. it was like a corn concert with all those elbows. It was a cup of dry pasta. It was a lot. I was excited. To make it for you, what? It's like a corn concert with all those elbows. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. It just went right it over. Like moshing. It's a moshing joke. 
I got guar. it. Maybe guar. Guar. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mariella. <laughs> Is there guar moshing at guar? Absolutely. Okay, don't look at me like Sorry. that, please. <laughs> That's what guar is for. Is it? I don't know. I think so. Is guar a mosh band? At the guar concerts that I've been to. I know we've asked a lot of you this moshing. episode. So there was the guar concert that you went to? Yeah. All right. It would have been good to leave with that fact, and then I wouldn't have had to ask the toeheads. Toeheads, stand down. Like you said, she saw it herself. Yeah, at the edge of the I just thought home. it was more theatrical. I mean, there's that element also, but there's a lot of, or I don't know, in the 90s in Fort Lauderdale at that show, there was moshing. At the 90s, in 1992, I saw the Lemonheads at a tiny little club. Was there moshing? There was moshing. I think it was just that the 90s. It was just everybody wanted to mosh everywhere. Those all ages shows. Yeah. Yeah. We just really wanted to like throw our elbows around. Yeah. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone in a mosh pit at a corn concert. Would you? No, I yeah. accidentally ended up in a mosh pit. Like it grew. I was well, like, yeah. you were on the outskirts. <laughs> yes, I was on the outskirts. And then I ended up on the inskirts. And then I ended up kind of up against the, and the security card had to pull me over the oh, wall. Boy. Oh my goodness. I was getting squished. Whoa, I was so band? scared of those. I, yeah. I was scared. I, I was nowhere near the mosh pits anytime. I don't 90s. like, I like to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. And I was a short person, and at that time I was even shorter. I think I was maybe five feet tall. Oh. I was very small and, like, just squished by the crowd. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little wispy guy, too. I didn't get to meet anybody because the security, you know, they're in that little oh. like, that little pit between the stage and the band, so they just took me to the little exit. Gotcha. I was just so delighted to not this? be squished. <laughs> I think it was, like, the Violent Femmes, also okay. not a band yeah. that I would associate with moshing. They're punky. I guess. I think yeah. everybody just started moshing in the 90s. The, yeah. Whatever. It's like, oh. It was high school. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, if they had taken you out and taken you to safety and given you a place to sit and be safe, and then there was some random celebrity there, like Elton John was at the Violent Film concert <laughs> or something like that. Wait, that's what happened. <laughs> you were like, oh, oh, yeah. That's how I met you Sir forgot. Elton. <laughs> His friends call him Sir Elton. I bet they do. I would. <laughs> I'm calling every night I know, sir. Yeah, got to. When I meet some. It's not even the law. It's just polite. And I, if I'm friends with somebody who gets knighted, I'm going to do my best to to support that friend and build that friend up. How many people do I get to say, to call sir and to remind them daily that they've been knighted? (laughs) What kind of friend would I be if I was like, let's get back to normal from your amazing accomplishment becoming a knight in the 21st century the sword on the shoulders they do that right i think so yeah if you got knighted i would call you sir madam i would call you the knight name sir okay i'd do that all day long i would go to my deathbed calling you that why wouldn't i that's a good question why 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 wouldn't you (laughs) Should should we should we eat something new? I hope that comes back to to uh, karma me later, and I become the knight. Oh, I hope so when it's too. Like, I, you remember that day when you said that you'd celebrate anybody in your life who became a knight? Well, jokes on you. You're the knight, and then everybody else around me would be like, "Can we just get back to calling you David?" <laughs> this week we ate. 
fiery hot pedos. And pedos are um, a plant-based Cheeto. They're made with what? Pea protein? Oh, pea, I have the bag. Pea. Yeah, pea protein. Oh, pedo. Hello. Pedo. I right. forgot that we have like a bunch of bags of these. Where are they? They're in the. We have a backup pantry because our front up pantry is too small for all the food. You know, like how we joke about having like a gate in the front of the house and like a yard person and <laughs> like, yeah, it's the backup pantry. <laughs> We do have a backup pantry. It started yeah. at the beginning of quarantine when I was stocking up on beans and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's proved to be pretty helpful because we keep a lot of snack food around. Now we have a backup pantry. Yep. Anyway, it's just a cabinet in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> I call yeah. it the backup it's pantry. It's not like it's a Downton Abbey like downstairs area. <laughs> no. It's a it's an IKEA bookshelf. Yeah. Anyway, so they're made with pea protein, but they have like cheesy coatings and they have several flavors, but only the fiery hot flavor is vegan. And we ordered them and they came and we ate them. Yeah. Yeah. I have wanted a vegan Cheeto for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And this is not a vegan Cheeto. No. But, whoa, what? <laughs> sorry. Wow. Strong feeling. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'm, wa- I'm weighing out. I weighed in too soon. Um, but, like, the crunch of it is a Cheeto crunch. The size of it is a Cheeto size. The handful amount is a Cheeto handful amount. <laughs> um, it's a just, perfect post-run snack. Yeah. It would be a good post-run <laughs> snack. But the the spiciness obviously said it like it wasn't cheesy. Well, I think they're supposed to be like a flaming hot Cheeto. Right. They have a plain flavor, but the plain has dairy in it. Yeah. Or they have like a regular cheese. I know. But this is closer. I didn't think I'd ever get. I didn't think anybody was interested in making a vegan Cheeto experience. And this is darn close. And I wasn't expecting that level of closeness. I agree with you that like the texture and the shape and the crunch, I guess that's the texture, but the crunch I think is so notable. Um, But yeah, the flavor, I thought they were very good. I enjoyed them and would continue to eat them, but they don't taste like a Cheeto. They taste like a different good thing. It tastes like those Andy Cat fries. Do you remember those? I've never had those. The hot fries with Andy Cap on the cover. Why would Andy Cap be the mascot of a snack? (laughs) Wasn't that popular? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Now, when you said Andy Cap, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those from back in the <laughs> well, day. Why was Andy Cap even a character and like a, like, wasn't he just like a drunk who slept on the couch all the time? Because he was always remember. in trouble with his wife? Was he a main character or was he from Blondie? No, he was Andy Cap. Like, the comic was Andy Cap. Oh. Two piece. Oh. And then he was the mascot for Hot Fries. Weird. Which is like, if you're. Sleeping on the couch, you might as well eat these. <laughs> Not bothering anybody. <laughs> I felt like these had like a bit of a cheesy flavor. I al- I also felt like they weren't spicy enough because isn't flaming yeah. hot Cheetos whole thing hot? Like very hot, yeah. right? Like kids challenge themselves and end up in the hospital. I didn't end up. Isn't Wait, that kids a, do what? Isn't that what flaming hot Cheetos? I'm looking up hot fries here. <laughs> pop I thought fries. there were kids like ending up hospitalized from flaming hot Cheetos. Am I wrong? What? I don't know. Was that an urban I... legend? So that you would buy the flaming hot Cheetos? I mean, I don't that, know. I'm googling it, but I would not be surprised. Lil Zan went to hospital after eating flaming hot Cheetos. It ripped something in my stomachs. 
But I thought there was like a Flamin' Hot Cheetos challenge and like a bunch of kids. How are Flamin' Hot Cheetos sending people to the ER? My my recipe's exclusive. Uh, (laughs) This is one person. Sample size of one. Why? How how would that... Why did they go to the hospital? Because they were worried that their mouth hurt? Well, so... A story about Cheeto-based hospitalizations from 2012. (laughs) CBS News! I'm on people. People People.com, so... Come at me with a better source than that. <laughs> because the spicy snack contains a lot of red food dye, it can turn the stools of people who eat large quantities red or orange. See? And oh, and then one, they go to the hospital. They okay. think it's blood. Okay. See here, well, that's that's different. Yeah, that's the beets problem. Lil Zan said that it tore his stomach open. Oh, boy. And, uh, but, I mean, that's... I don't see a doctor saying that's what happened. So yeah, yeah. I know it feels that way if you got a tummy ache, you know. It feels but like the there's poor, a war. Go- it feels like Lord of the Rings in there. The point is they're supposed to be very spicy, and I didn't find them. My child has been eating them, and he likes some spicy stuff, but, you know, he's he's still like a mild spicy kind of dude. Dr. Carrie Cavender at Le Bonheur Children's Hospital told WREG, we do see tons of gastritis and ulcer-related stuff due to hot snacks, which I think Dr. Carrie Cavender shouldn't be saying, we do see tons of gastritis. Quantify <laughs> <laughs> that. a casual yeah. way of, of quantifying the problem. The tons of it. But back to the, back to the pedos. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say about them is that they had kind of a vinegar taste to them that I found very pleasant. Yeah. Because I love a vinegar chip, but... Um, Can I see the package? Yeah. But they don't taste like Cheetos is my point. They're delicious and I would continue to eat them, but they didn't taste like Cheetos. What did you think, Mary Ellen? I agree. I really enjoyed them. And I do not think they taste like Cheetos. But like you said, the crunch and everything is there. I didn't think about the vinegary taste until you said that. And I, I feel like, yeah, that was a nice that was a nice point that you said. I Same. liked that a couple of things like... I, as a nutritionist, I know, like I, I bring that up, but I like these because they're actually they don't have any synthetic fl- like colorings and stuff, and so that's you know like you see like no what made this blue now what made this red you know so I liked that they were um, non GMO and they were uh, gluten free too which. I said, nice. remember I, when we first talked about like what should we eat? I was like, if we can get it gluten free, and these were, and it has oh, like. Yeah. Well, they were, I don't know. I really enjoyed them. I would definitely get them again. Yeah. Um, but I'm still, I'm with Dave looking for an actual Cheeto. Like, I mean, can I take some nutritional yeast and grind it up and and into a powder and like whatever and then throw it on top of these pitos? Yeah. Let's see. I mean. It feels like it's got to be around the corner, right? Yeah. Like they figured out cheese dust. Yeah. They right. figured out Cheeto. Earth balance. Earth balance could do it. I'm like, where's my cheese ball? Yeah. Where's my planter's cheese ball? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because we got vegan Rob does that cauliflower thing. It's just like carve it out. Carve carve the ball out of it. Make it round. Yeah. Make it round, vegan Rob. Vegan Rob. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that that we should? What? We should do those vegan Rob puffs that you got. Oh no, I'm saying get vegan Rob. Oh yeah, we'll get him on the show. Is he real? Vegan Rob, are you real? 
hey, Vegan Rob, get on the show. We would love to have you. Do you think Vegan Rob is real? I don't know. I'm not sure. going to look it up. Okay. We'll I want Vegan Rob to tell me. I'm going to be a doubting Thomas about this <laughs> and be like, I'll believe that Jesus has come back from the dead when he shows up and shows me the holes in his hands. That's really what he said. And I mean, really what he said in the Who? Bible. Doubting Thomas. Oh, That's the whole yeah. origin of Doubting Thomas. Is he was like, oh no, they were like, he, Jesus came back to life. He's like, nope. He's like, that can't be true. He's got to show me. He, I'll believe it when I see the holes in his hands. And yeah. then Jesus showed up and showed him the holes in his hands. He was like, Ugh. I mean, good point, Doubting Thomas. Yeah, no, I'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> you come tell me that stuff. <laughs> I think a little bit of skepticism is yeah. warranted right yeah. now. This is coming out what? Good Friday. <laughs> April second. Yeah, yeah, it's it coming out Friday. Good Friday. See, cool. it works Happy right in. Friday, Happy good Friday, oh my goodness. Just <laughs> a little quick blasphemy for Mom, you. <laughs> do not listen to this one. <laughs> but anyway, vegan Rob, I'm going to be a bit of a doubting Thomas until you show up uh, on our podcast as a guest. Yeah, that's only fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So consider this your uh, your call to action. You want to do ratings? Do what? Ratings. Do you like to do a rating? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. On uh, one to ten. Ten. What? I thought we were doing five. And then last time you did ten and I was like, ten. Sometimes we do five. Sometimes we do ten. This time ten? Yeah. I don't know why I feel like ten. I could just take my five and double it. It's just stress- stressing. Why is it stressing you out so much? I think because it's more precise. It's more precise? Mm. Yeah, you have more room for nuance on a scale of one to ten. Well, on one to ten, <laughs> on one to t- on a scale of one to ten nuts and seeds, one Gosh. to ten handfuls of nuts and seeds. <laughs> what do you give, Pedos? We'll start with our guest. Oh, um, okay. Um, well, as a Cheeto replacement, I would say, like, if it was actual, like, if I thought it was going to be a Cheeto, I would say it was like a five. But as a snack. Like, as a nice little snack, I would give that an 8.4. Nice. Just because I wanted a... 8.4. So that's like a handful where it was like... I just wanted to upset Becky. And kind of got the (laughs) little bitlets out of it. Yeah, yeah. And you've got kind of... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to upset Becky with the the preciseness. I love it. (laughs) It did. It did upset me. (laughs) Do you want to go next? No, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to do the same as you because I think that's I think it does need two separate ratings. I think it needs a rating as a Cheeto and then a rating as just a general snack because it's two different situations. But as a Cheeto replacement, I'd say a three. Sorry, Pedos. Wow. But as a snack, I would wow. give it. A, but as a snack, I'd give it a nine. I've been grabbing these out of the backup pantry like a lot this week and last. Really? To snack on. So them. you yeah. give it a nine. Nine mm-hmm. flat. No leftover seeds. Oh, my God. 9.1. Or... 9.1. 9.1. <laughs> okay. I'm, I hear where you're coming from with the Cheeto substitute. I feel like that's not fair to these pedos. These pedos didn't say they're che- Cheeto substitutes. The name is pedos. Rhymes with Cheetos. Look at that package. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They actually have a they actually have a comparison on their site oh, for okay. Cheetos, Frunions, and Doritos. So what? they are yeah on okay. the Cheetos site. Us well, as a Cheeto them. substitute then, <laughs> and the fact 
that I'm going to blame them for the fact that I didn't get it. Really? I feel like the packaging it's really just... It's not right of me to do that, but I'm still going to do it. Okay. <laughs> two. You get two handfuls oh, wow. of... Pine nuts? Nuts. And no. God, they're not good enough for pine nuts. Wow. Oh, After wow. deceiving me like that? They didn't. Yeah. You don't get any pine nuts. They didn't deceive you. All peanuts. Okay. Two handfuls of peanuts. No seeds. Not a seed. Just two handfuls of peanuts. But as a snack, you get nine handfuls of pine nuts, buddy. Wow. And half a handful of sunflower seeds. <gasps> yeah. That's huge. Yeah. This is a solid snack. It, they're solid really snack. good. Change your name. Remove the association with pe- Cheetos. It's not doing anything for you until you have, well, they have the cheese and they're not claiming to be a vegan snack. And that cheese version is probably like dead on with Cheetos. Mm-hmm. So then they just threw vegan, us a bone right, with this. Exactly. <laughs> they just threw a vegan the, one. The vegan fiery. Yeah. We'll all get back together, do a whole nother episode when there's mm-hmm. a true... Che- che- I was going to combine cheddar and cheese. I caught myself doing it. It was like, <laughs> stop. And then it sounded weird. So I was like, explain why you sound that way. Um, but yeah, we'll all get back together when they do a true Cheeto, vegan Cheeto replacement. Once they hear this episode, they're going to be yeah. like, oh my goodness, we have to, we have yeah. to change. And if we they have to get, get out a vegan of, cheddar. Yes. If they want to get out of two territory. Mm-hmm. And what'd you give it? Three? You get you were charitable. You were like five and a half, six? I was five, yeah. Yeah. I almost wish I rated the actual snack, not the Cheetos part of it, a little higher because I was you know, it is it is pretty good. I'm gonna go eight eight point eight. Ooh. Ooh. Instead of eight point Yeah, I know. I mean that's that's (laughs) almost that's so close to nine that you should look around the table to see if you dropped any nuts or seeds when oh, you were true. filling that handful. Oh, yeah. Because it might just take one or two to get you up there. You so. find one Brazil nut, you're at a nine. One Brazil nut. <laughs> Over a nine, nine yeah. And a half. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, this was fun. It was fun. Good time. Thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out, and we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. You can follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or at Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I'm at Glue and Glitter on all social media. And I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. And Mary Ellen... Is there anything specific? I mean, we gave you a big uh, summary up at the top, but is there anything specific that you'd like to point out or plug and give us your socials? Oh, well, my social Instagram, mine are all different. I wish I wasn't, but my Instagram is v.nutrition. So I'm on there. Facebook's v.nutrition and wellness. Um, I don't know if I'm having so much to plug, but um, I'd love for people to come over to the website. You know, I have, I have clients, like, so if, if you're wondering how to adopt a vegan diet or need, you know, good foods and, you know, tastes good, but also nutritious, um, I help people with that and meal planning and stuff like that. So come find me. <laughs> I, uh, on a personal note, I went to your website this week and I really dug it. It's while we were looking around for what, I guess it was last week, mm-hmm. looking around for what recipe we were going to try out. Um, 
And I got lost in it because there was it was so easy to maneuver around, and there were so many cool options there. Well, I yeah, thank you. Sent you. Me a lot of links. Sorry, it was good. No, it was good. <laughs> then we then we kind of went through because we'd already grocery shopped, so yeah. we had to figure out what we could make happen. And yeah, then we I did just, a special order of the soy curls, and then we I special so ordered some it. soy curls because yeah. I was like, we need this. We need this in our in our mouths. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Oh, I thank you really for having fun. me. And we'd love to hear from you. Got a suggestion for a food we should try? Thoughts about an episode? Just want to say hello? Write us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. Keep going. Bring it home. <laughs> talking Tofu is a production of Caddington, Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Bye. Bye. It's a narwhal. Oh, my God. I love narwhals. <laughs> I love narwhals, too. The unicorns of the sea. I say that all the time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.